Um, I did. Ha- I was yes. wondering if uh, Wheeler Walker, if he was going to write a pegging song called "Gonna Make Your Brown Eye Blue" as an homage to family friend Crystal Gale. <laughs> Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. We are an ARIYMBF fan podcast where we talk about anything and everything Allison Rosen. I am Lisa Lowry, and on this episode, we will talk about the Monday, May 28th episode with Ben Hoffman and Wheeler Walker Jr. And the Thursday, June 2nd episode, Your Questions, Eating Armadillos, and the Chuck in Your Voice. Uh, But first, I have some amazing guests today. I'm super excited. First, I'd like to introduce top commenter Leanne M. Ward. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today. Yay! And we have an elite cast here. Uh, we also have ultra fan <laughs> Rafael Castaneda. That's for you, Brittany. Welcome, Rafi. Hey, welcome. I'm back. <laughs> and last but certainly, oh, and last but certainly not least, it's super fan Megan. Hello, my dented hard drives. How are you? (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. It's been so long. I miss talking to all the patrollers, and I'm just glad that you're here. When you text me saying that you could be part of it, I'm like, yay, Ray. Okay, good. Yeah, it's been too long. I agree. I know. We were trying to figure out. Not long enough. Ah! Ah! (laughs) So let's get started talking about the Monday, May 28th episode, because one word comes to my mind with Ben Hoffman, Wheeler Walker Jr. uh, The number one thing that came to my mind was manic. And that just kind of described the whole episode to me. It was uh, interesting, but I would like to hear what Leanne has to say first. So why don't you talk about Monday's episode? Anything I say is not the opinions of the Best Friends podcast. Or fan cast. It's just my own <laughs> Disclaimer. opinion. Um, unless you happen to agree with me. Really quick, yep. can you give them your okay. credentials? Oh, yes. We need <laughs> The reason why, we, first oh. of all, Raphael nominated Leanne to be on tonight, which I want her on every week anyways. <laughs> I write for a country music blog. It's called Country Universe so, because, you know, we think that country music is kind of like a big tent. But one of the players that don't, we don't really like in our tent, but... We have to we have to acknowledge exists is uh, the country crap that's on radio now um, <laughs> that doesn't even sound like country. Uh, will you agree with that, Lisa? Absolutely. Doesn't even sound like it's country. I Florida the, Georgia Line. Yeah, the number Ugh. one thing that he said that I agreed with, and it might be the only thing, mm-hmm. um, he said country radio is not really country music anymore. It's the Millie, no. Vanilli, Millie Vanilli with a twang, and that was, yes, yes. amen. I mean, I stopped yes. listening. Country music to me ended, you know, in the 70s. <laughs> but oh, well, I'm sure no. there's more after 90s. that. But <laughs> yeah, 90s was good. Garth Brooks was yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, we love the 90s at Country Universe. Yes, I'm a big Garth Brooks fan. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I I love traditional country music. I love some. I love good pop country music, but I need to know that it's country music before I'm okay with calling it country music. And if you turn on a country music station today, you really 
don't know if you're on a country station or not. So anyway, I don't really want to be on the soapbox too much, but no, get do, on it I, because yeah. I, I think I am a hundred percent on the same page with you because I yes. grew up in a place which yeah. was like, we were Hicks, which are the hillbillies of the North and right. I just country music. And, uh, I, I like, you should stay on your soapbox cause I feel the same way. Yes. Well, I don't, I don't like the synthesized things that are in country music now. They don't even, it seems like they're not even using real instruments half the time. It's like electronic, like mm-hmm. drum loops and, and, uh, whatever they use in R and B music, which R and B music is fine, but I, it's, should not be country music. I mean, I agree that country music has a lot of influences. That's fine too. But I still want it to sound like country music if I turn on the radio. Luckily, I don't need the radio because of the internet. There's so much other music out there. So I don't, I'm not one of those people that's like country music is dead because I don't think it is, but it's just not on the radio. I haven't, I don't even own a radio anymore mm-hmm. except a clock radio a clock radio that we don't even have plugged in because since we've started using our cell phones as our alarm clocks. <laughs> True. So anyway, so anyway, um, I better jump off the slope box, soapbox before I get pushed off it. But um, <laughs> I will say that um, Wheeler or no, Ben Hoffman, I wrote in my notes, strange dude. Uh, <laughs> he, this is why I did my disclaimer at the beginning. Um, I feel like he is really odd, but I'll say the positives about him. That's what in my job, we say the positive things about our students first at meetings, and then we get into the things they need to work on. So the <laughs> positives are that he wanted to be on Allison's show. He contacted her. I thought that was great. I always love it when guests do that. Um, and he said that he was only doing a few podcasts so that better be true. I better not hear him on a whole bunch of podcasts. So shout out to James Leroy Wilson, who heard him on the podcast and went to a concert. I saw that on uh, Twitter and on Facebook. Whoa. So he heard him on the podcast, looked him up. He happened to be nearby um, where uh, like either that night or the next night. And he went to the show and he loved it. And I don't know if you guys saw Allison's retweet today. But he tweeted to her and said that he went up to him after and said, oh, I heard about you from Allison Rosen's podcast. And he was like, oh, I love Allison Rosen or something like that. So I love Alice. And so that was pretty cool. And Allison was funny because she's like, wow, basically, that's that's my favorite conversation. But she also said, that's much nicer than I thought Wheeler Walker Jr. would ever be. So, um (laughs) Or much more cordial or whatever. I know that, you know, people listening to Allison's show will, you know, understand who we're talking about. That's Ben Hoffman, comedian, uh, who I guess he didn't really say it's his alter ego, but I guess it, it is that his uh, country singer, yeah. alter ego, alter egos, Wheeler Walker Jr. He grew up in Kentucky around a lot of country music that he appreciates which, and he hates modern country or what the, the the fake country. And but yet he decided he wanted to put out the most offensive country album of all time and make it comedic. <laughs> so and I guess it went over well on the charts or something. Which yeah, I I looked I looked it up today and it said that it was like number nine on. On I can't remember which chart, like the billboard something, and then number 20 on a different chart. But then, according to Wikipedia, which I know is not always the most reliable source, 
I wish, you know, um, music sales are so low these days, even though it was like on the top 20 on one chart and number nine on another, uh, it debuted at those numbers. It only sold like under 6,000 supposedly, um, that week. Wow. So sales aren't good in the music, uh, cause everybody's using Spotify and, um, but that's another soapbox that I won't go on today. So he's, um, the, the name of the record was Redneck Shit. Am I correct on that one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought, yeah, yeah it, it's kind of, I think they kind of touched on it a little. It's Andy Kaufman-esque. Yeah. And what I want to say about that really quick so that I can shut up and you guys can talk more. He did use a great producer who um, has produced very critically, recent critically acclaimed albums. He mentioned Sturgill Simpson, I guess the person who connected them. And then he also mentioned Chris Stapleton, who is awesome also. Chris Stapleton did win big CMA and Grammy Awards, um, you know, in the last few months. And then Chris Stapleton had a huge night at uh, the CMAs in November, the Country Music Awards, Association Awards. He won those all those awards, but he also performed, you guys may have heard, of, heard about this, with Justin Timberlake. And um, it's kind of weird because Justin Timberlake, you would think, oh, he's a, you know, what's he trying to do getting into country music? But he's kind of kept his toe in country music. If you actually look, so he's someone that I'll accept as somebody who really does respect it. Um, if you look, he did uh, a star, his Star Search um, audition was an Alan Jackson song back in the early 90s. And he's written, you know, he wrote a song that Reba recorded um, that he wrote for her to record, that he wanted her to record. And she said, okay, I'll only do it if you sing on it. And it's actually a really good song. They did a great job. And so that really helped Chris Stapleton's sales along with the awards that he won. So anyway, so he David Cobb is the producer and he produced them. And he also produced, I don't know, another critically acclaimed um, artist named Jason Isbell. Uh and so I would recommend that people check out those albums. Okay, I have to admit, I haven't actually listened to Wheeler Walker Jr.'s album all the way through. I listened to iTunes clips um, enough to get that the music is great. There's a lot of great steel guitar. There's like, really? But I'll have to say, yeah, it is really, the music is very good. And Daniel and Allison, I was happy to hear that they even appreciated the music. Yes. They didn't just find feel like it was funny. They also said the music was good. And they're right. I am pretty open-minded, and I'm a big fan of Garfunkel and Oates, but he's too much for me, I'm going to have to admit. And I was trying to – I was talking to this um, with my husband – or talking about this with my husband, saying, why am I not okay with all this um, <laughs> crass filth from his mouth, but I'm okay with it from Garfunkel and Oates? And I kind of came Bill, – Bill kind of – suggested something that I think rang true was Garfunkel and Oates, you know, they're doing commentary about something. You just know that that's what they're doing. They're being funny. They use all these pop references and you know, just by everything they do that they're being funny with this Walker Wheeler or Wheeler Walker Jr. You don't necessarily know that because it's like an alter ego. So unless you're in on the joke, you're not in on the joke. You know, you don't know that that it's a joke, I don't think. Right. Because the music is just so 
so seriously actually quite good. And that must be what he was going for. I didn't feel like he explained it very well. Yes. <laughs> I kept Alice's waiting show. like I kept waiting for more of an explanation where the name came from, why he has to change his name to be a country yeah. music singer. There there was he did not finish one thought the whole time. It was very no, hard to listen to. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, I can't take this." But but yeah, in the same a, respect, it, it wasn't that it was a bad interview. It was actually really as uncomfortable as I was. I started thinking about it, how great of an interview it actually was, because I really felt like I got to know what it, it he who he is. Like he really felt super real and very uncomfortable for me to be around, I think. But just that yeah. I got a peek inside his brain and it was scary. <laughs> I was so amused when he realized how long they'd been going. He's like, oh, my. <laughs> it was like shocked. <laughs> you were mentioning that he was number nine on Billboard's Top Country album chart. Um, and I think he mentions it in the interview that he's, he's only sold about 16 or 19,000 albums, uh, which, I mean, that sounds like nothing. But seeing as how he's like literally doing it himself, like it's not on a label you've ever heard of. I think that's pretty good in today's kind of climate i don't think that's like anything to like especially this is it's his first album and it's essentially a side project i think that's uh that's yeah. nothing to be ashamed of and he beat no number 10 on the chart was little big town which i don't know their music but i'm assuming they're garbage he was right below luke bryan which i know the name i don't know the music maybe leanne can tell us more about them Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, I don't want to. Okay, oh, Little good. Big Town's all right. Little Big Town's okay, but um, but Luke Bryan, ugh. Um, and I, uh, you're absolutely right, though. I'll just say my point earlier was more that it's just sad the state of you know album sales these days, where where only selling six thousand your debut week gets you in the top nine. Yeah, right. but but you're absolutely right that for this climate, he. That's not terrible anymore. The other thing that really caught my attention was that he worked with Dave Cobb, which, I mean, I don't know the name because I, I don't like listen to a ton of country. I like that this producer would work with him. And I think he said that his motto is Dave Cobb don't give a fuck, which I like. Um, <laughs> the, the fact that he got such good studio musicians and a gr two-time Grammy winning producer to do his album mm -hmm. is like my favorite part about it. And you were talking about how the songs are very crass, and they are. But I think people can tell that even though it sounds like a country album, I think people can tell that it's not serious because there are so many references that are just lewd. And yeah. that, that would never be like a, like a serious album. Like, like you know, that's not going to be... Dirk Bentley's next single or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I did write yeah, down a question a for, for Leanne in my notes. I said, uh, fighting, farting, fucking, are these lyrics you were missing in your life? <laughs> 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 but I was curious to listen yeah, to it because... Yeah, that was... A... Yeah, I was curious to listen to it because the fact that he did have all... Of it, coming from the background that he did and the appreciation that he has of country music, I thought, okay, I have to at least listen to it. It's not going to be something I'm going to want to listen to because of the... The lyrics, that's not my thing. That's not, but I am a sucker. For yeah, steel. it's not my thing. Yeah, I'm a sucker for steel guitar, though. But so. there's some good steel, steel guitar solos in those clips. Uh, the lap steel is really good. And about the about the songs themselves, 
most of them are jokey, but like a uh, fuck you bitch. And there's like a one or two other ones that I'm like, if you just took out the curses, these could be legitimately oh, yeah. on the radio, especially oh, yeah. fuck you bitch. It's like very sincere. There was, and- one, there was one with a sound that I was like, oh man, I wish this had um, lyrics that I could, you know, and actually they're a little, they were funny, I have to admit, but I couldn't like play it on a regular rotation, you know, but I can't remember what the title was. It was towards the end. Like, was it like drop something? I don't know. Oh, drop them out. Oh, yeah, about that, was it the harmony the one about pulling the boobs song. out? Yeah. 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 It was, and there were some funny lyrics, um, but I didn't just say that. Um, but, uh, the, but the, just the way it was produced and how it sounded was cool. I liked that one. I tried looking it, it up to listen to it cause I really wanted to, and I couldn't find it on iTunes, but I thought, Oh, maybe it wasn't on there. He said it was somewhere else, but it, so it, it is on there. I want to check it out. It is hear on some iTunes. Clips. Okay. I also think yeah. I typed in the wrong name, so maybe that's the problem. He mentioned that the producer was telling him to slow a song down. I can't remember what song. Um, and he, you know, he's like, oh, I want to play it fast. That's how I wrote it. That's how I want it. But he's like, you know, I'm paying these people to do their job, so I'm going to take their advice. And I thought that was really smart. And, yes, um, and Especially also- David Cobb's advice, or Dave Cobb's advice. Megan, get on the soapbox. We want to hear what you have to say. I agree with... Leanne's point. I mean, I'm not saying anything like special at this point. Like Leanne covered it. Country music Let's today pisses me off. Like I was really into it when I was younger, and even in like the early 2000s, I like I liked Red Ragtop a lot. I yeah. will always remember that song. You remember that song? That was really good. It was Toby Keith, right? Or, or Keith Urban. Tim McGraw. Shit. Whatever. Anyways, there's a lot of country music that I used to like. And then I hadn't, it dropped completely off my radar for a long time. And then I had went back home to Wisconsin, all my friends still listen to country for like a wedding or something. And they were watching country music television. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it made me mad. And I like ranted about it for like 10 minutes. I'm like, this is pop music. This is not country music. And my friends were like, take a chill pill. But it pissed me off because like there, there is no like country music like there used to be. And it makes me sad. And I'm wondering if it's from, uh, do you think that Taylor Swift going pop had anything to do with no. that? Because I feel like when Taylor Swift was like, I feel like there was a time where she was, she was never like super country. But I think around that time might have been the time where, like, this whole country being pop music might have happened. But I could be wrong. Um, I think that they if I don't know if I can blame Taylor Swift. I mean, I'd like to blame her, but I don't know if I can blame her. I'm not I, I just I feel like it happened even before yeah. her. It started okay. to happen. OK, um, uh, she certainly didn't help. Again, I'd say there's a lot of great country music out there. It's just not on the radio. And that's what people mostly – people are listening to. So that's what they associate with country music. I can't pinpoint when it started. Now you're going to make me think about that a lot. It was just really (laughs) sudden for me because, like I said, it was off my radar completely for like a decade. And then I just went back home and was like, what the fuck happened? It was like night and day. And I – like just thinking about it, like that is something that – came to mind but anywho i mean i don't think i've i have anything to that say would be awful I already already haven't said so i, I don't want to get repetitive i went to a wedding last year that was country you know 
themed. They they all said they were big into country music and everything. They had this band. I was so excited. So we go there, and I'm talking to the bride and groom. I'm like, you know, I love country music. We're talking about George Jones and Buck Owens, and they're like, who? I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, that's, huh? that's horrifying. And then the band did not play even any of those yep, 90s country terrible. music or anything modern. It was just a bunch of pop whatever and I was just like this is a travesty don't come out here with your cowboy boots and tell me you're into country I don't know those two names you said (laughs) but I do (laughs) like country music from the 90s uh I liked Garth Brooks a lot I liked Leanne Womack a lot I like Trisha Yearwood um I think I was in the Trisha Yearwood like fan club when fan clubs were a real thing um, really quick backtrack. Garth Brooks, uh, what was his alter ego? Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. <laughs> that was a rough patch for, for everybody. Yeah, that, that was dumb, in my opinion. Uh, yes. I want to I jump in with some more since you guys brought it up. Um, you guys are talking about how country is not what it used to be. Uh, a lot of people in rap music nowadays uh, make weird, poppy, kind of EDM-sounding things. And a lot of people who like actual hip-hop music uh, hate it. And they say, you know, there's hip-hop is dead, is, was going around like 10 years ago. And it's just, you ha- it's, the good stuff is still there. You just have to look for it. Yes. Because all the, yep. the big names that you hear on the radio have companies behind them. So you're not going to get what you want. Also, you guys mentioned R&B. R&B, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Beyonce and whoever else. But... It's not rhythm and blues. They shouldn't even call it that. Like, if you're expecting a Ray Charles song, and then you hear, like, this bass-heavy booty clap in music, which I fucking love, you know, you're going to be sorely (laughs) sorely disappointed. Um, But, I mean, so if you're saying, you know, there's no good country, there's no good rap music, there's no good R&B, it's all still being made by people. You just have to look for it, and that's the hard part. You know what? You're right. I miss out on probably a lot of things because I'm like, oh, it doesn't exist because I'm, you know, a country music snob and it ends wherever where I'm missing out on some things that might be out there just because I'm not going to try and look for it. You're totally right. And I should be talking to Leanne because she knows what kind of music I like. And I think it's similar. If you're looking for a good country I'll, I'll album, the, good. the last one uh, that I really liked that I heard was by the Watkins family. Uh, and Sarah Watkins has a new oh, album so coming good. out soon, right? Yeah. She's not always going to be country, though, you'll hear. But I love everything she does, whether it's country or not. I don't care. Right. And she plays the fiddle, so she gets down. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fiddle. Let's talk about the Thursday, June 2nd episode. Your questions, eating armadillos and the chuck in your voice. Uh, first of all, we are her little fried clams, which threw me for a loop. But I do like a good fried clam. Um, so let's talk about fried beauty clams and to you. Megan. So I just want to celebrate the beautiful moment that was had uh, when Allison and Daniel admitted openly and proudly that Wendy is a homosexual doggy. And you know what? (laughs) I think it's great. I hope that if she needs to consult with anybody that she thinks of me first. Um, And I'm really proud of her. And I hope the best for her in dating. And luckily, she's a dog in this day and age when, you know, you don't like it's much easier. So congratulations, Wendy. Um, You're a real pretty dog. Um, You're a tomboy. That's like a good type to be. I would say it's a sought after type. I mean, everyone likes a feminine lesbian and 
uh, but like the tomboys, they do well. So she's going to do great. She's going to thrive. You also have a gorgeous girl dog. Uh, any thoughts on her orientation? Um, she was bred like 19 times. So I think she's like just over it in general. Um, but you know, I think (laughs) she's just over it. I think Chloe's asexual at this point. She's like pretty apathetic, um, about everything, but the coincidence, it's because she hasn't met Wendy yet. That's That's right. Exactly. Oh my my God. God. That would be amazing. I have so much hope right now. You know, what is a coincidence though, is that the day before this episode came out. So yesterday, (laughs) Um, I was taking Chloe outside and she was like really, really excited about one of the dogs, like more than usual, uh, like trying to, like we were passing each other. Like I had her on a leash and someone was coming towards us and then passed us, but she like really wanted to play with them. And I had the thought, I was like, well, I wonder if like our dogs are like encountering their soulmates, like while they're out and about. And then we're like tearing them away. Like, come on, Chloe, you can't. Oh, isn't that a sad thought? And I was going to tweet it as a JMO of like, do you ever have this thought about like your dogs? Um, so maybe like Wendy, maybe Chloe could be in a like very satisfying like lesbian relationship right now. But you but know, you're holding her back. Humans are monsters that are like holding back these lovely, you know, rainbow colored relationships. Anyways, mm-hmm. those are my thoughts. I'm really really happy about it. It was it was well, a, a I nice feel coming like... out party. Well, I feel like if Wendy's going to have any parents that are going to be, she's not going to find more understanding parents. You know, they're very open-minded, supportive. They'll buy her all the overalls she wants. <laughs> so I'm not a pet owner, but how do you guys feel about dressing your pets? And if you guys saw the picture, I know Leanne, sorry, but Wendy looked so fucking cute. They trimmed her or they got her groomed and then he put these bows in her ears and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I think it's darling. I don't I don't love all the coats and sweaters on dogs and whatever, but but we dress up our cats. <laughs> no. That's gotta be hard. It is my they, cat would not allow such a thing. They let us do it, but it's only because we started doing it when they were really little and now we don't we don't make them wear it all the time because they literally walk around like they have like two ton sacks on their backs. They're oh. like, Oh my god, this is death. But they're my daughters and we'll get her, you know, every holiday they'll get like a little dress that goes um with the theme or whatever and then we put it on take a picture and then pretty much take it off but but yeah i I think animals are are they already come with their own coats and clothes so i don't think they need it but i think you're right rafi it looks darling from my point of view i don't like it because i'm not there to i don't feel like that i want to pet animals clothing i want to pet their nice fur true and it's covering up their nice fur and you're right it is just for looks so that's going to be not something you're into and no. Um, it's really I'm, just humanized. I'm not that kind of shallow. No. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne only cares about what's on the inside. Yes. And maybe That's just right. on the immediate Correct. outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I. It's very, you know, we like to humanize our pets for whatever reasons. Everyone has their own reasons. But, um, you know, it's. I'm, I didn't get to see the picture, but I'm sure she looks darling. Especially those kinds of dogs because they look like they have pigtails. Yeah, yeah, the King Charles, King, King Char- Char- yes, 
King that, Cavalier. The name of that char- it, I can never fucking remember the, the name of that <laughs> kind either. of dog. I can't but either. yeah, their ears are like tops when it comes to dog ears. I think. Yep. <laughs> it's they're, they're like perfectly permed. Oh, speaking of the or dog just. ears, did you guys see my tweet about um the Can I Pet Your Dog? Travis McElroy's uh podcast Can I Pet Your Dog? I yes. sure did. I did. Yeah. And yes. I, did you guys I go went and get listen to it? Yeah, so if anyone wants to listen to it, it's the, uh, the like the most recent one right now, and um, it starts at eight minutes and twenty seconds, and it ends at eleven minutes thirty seconds. They talk about Allison and Wendy for three minutes. Yeah, what do they say? It was cute. I, they they were just um, I couldn't I can't, they just talked about how awesome Wendy was, and then they also love Allison. You got to really go listen to Aww. it because I can't really. It was cute. It was cute. And you know, one thing about that show, I've only had one other show like this where I had to keep looking down to see if it's in um, fast, like if it's in a faster speed because they talk (laughs) so fast. I'm like, did I put it on one and a half speeds really? (laughs) And then I had to keep checking it because they talk really fast. Um, But it's, yeah, it was cute. And the the jingle that's in that show is exactly the kind of jingle I want to do for this show eventually when I figure out how to do that. So- yeah, I like their jingle. And I will say, I do, I'm not going to lie, I listened to that show and I listened to the Purrcast, which is about cats. <laughs> and I'm Aww. not ashamed about this at all. <laughs> you shouldn't because be. Because they're both adorable. And I'm not. But Can I Pet Your Dog is super, like, Travis is, was right. I wish I, I had notes about Travis too, but I won't get into them. But I love that show. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. How do you guys feel about overalls and the, the fact that they're coming back? Love them. Want them. Me too. I lived... <laughs> okay, so they talked about... Uh, Jenna talked about wearing Dickies. Aren't Dickies. She talked about wearing overalls all the time. I wore overalls, and they were only Dickies overalls in the early... In the late 90s. So they did it probably in the early 2000s, and she had, like, a, every color and everything. And I was just about the two different kinds of Dickies overalls and my chucks and a wife beater. That was, like, my old uniform. And then she talked about wearing docks, which I wore docks in the early 90s. And that was part of a uniform at some point. But yeah, I, I'm super excited about overalls coming back. But I, I still have some of mine. <laughs> but I'm just too, I feel like I'm too old to wear them now. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. That I'm too old? Like, n- <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That like as an adult, I can't. Like Jenna talking about it got me like nostalgic and excited about about overalls, and I was like, "Oh, I could not pull that off right now." I think you could. I don't think so. I'm 30 years old. You're yeah. not 30 yet. <laughs> I'm I'm like two weeks away from 30. I'm basically 30. I don't, and I think that there's like, I don't know. But then again, I you've got two weeks. I might it might be <laughs> it might be in my head. We're overalls I like, overalls for 14 days. Yeah. You think so? No, okay. I think you could totally pull it off. Pull it off because so? you People, look like, younger than. First of all, I think thirty-year-olds can wear them. I think forty-year-olds can't. What is? Where is the age cutoff then? I'd say over- thirty-five. Thirty-five. Okay. Listen, oh. there's no age cutoff. <laughs> Very this is what happens when you're amongst three crazy women, Rafi, because we make up rules that make no sense. You know, I, I was thinking about my sister-in-law. She looks like. Um, a model. She looks like the Mexican version of Julia Roberts, which makes her better, like big lips and just like perfect. 
Um, and she likes wearing overalls and she's one year younger than me. So she, and, but she can wear a potato sack and just be amazing. So it's not about the age. It's about what you look like. <laughs> yeah. Like in my, <laughs> this is getting, I guess, kind of off topic, I guess. But I mean, if we're talking about like style and what we can pull off at what age, I think a lot about how I hope to be like, I hope that I can pull off what I wear, like Sarah Silverman pulls off what she wears. Cause she wears like fucking t-shirts and like, she dresses like she's a 15 year old girl, but it works. And that's my style. And but she like, I see like people, she's a 15 year old. <laughs> and I see like people with that look that are her age and it just doesn't feel right. And I'm like, Oh, I hope that I can like grow up to be a type that doesn't have to wear grown up clothes and not, and not feel weird. And I think, you know, I think you're right. I think that I get carded more often because I dress like, I, I guess, like I'm stuck in the 90s at some point. <laughs> um, but that's how I feel when I go to pick the kids. But I feel school. like you're cool and that you can pull it off. Aww, and that's thanks. what I'm saying is I think that there's there's some people that for some reason it just doesn't add up. Sort of like Wendy with the bows in her hair. <laughs> like there's something about it that's like, oh, it's a little too girly for our, our rough and tumble lesbian daughter. Right, right. But that'd be like you in like a roughly square dancing dress. Exactly. Like <laughs> it, you can just like some people it works, some people it doesn't. And I'm just saying I hope I hope I'm an overalls person, but that's that's a real risk. Like that's a risky it is purchase when you're an adult. And I used to be so comfortable in them and I can't, and I want to have that back. But like you said, I would feel it is a risk and I would feel very odd for a while. So, I mean, I already feel odd around other people my age that, you know, that aren't my friends where you just feel like at some point, am I supposed to grow up? <laughs> when is that going to happen? So what was the day? Do you remember the day when you're like, you know what? I, this is my last day of overalls. I can't you wear them what? anymore. I don't think I ever made a conscious decision. <laughs> But definitely, let's see, after I had my son, I was I still wore them a little bit. So that was 11 years ago. Um, it was 2012 for me. But that was... <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> well, it wasn't overalls, but I definitely moved out here in 2012 being like, well, you're in L.A. now. Everyone cares about looks. Oh. You're going to have to, like, start dressing nice. <laughs> and I bought, like, two, <laughs> two things that I thought looked nice and grown up, and I never wear them because I feel like uncomfortable in them and not myself. And then I just went back to my old ways and I'm wearing a gizmo t-shirt right now. I need to know <laughs> what these items were. Gizmo on it. Yeah. What were these items? And do you still own them? Uh, I probably still own them, but I don't wear them. It was just like a, a, like almost like a business casual again. Like I don't have a fashion sense. It was like a business casual, like button up striped, like vertically striped button up. I was Very... picturing, picturing like a golf like V-neck sweater or something. I I think one of them was <laughs> shit. I don't know. I mean, I haven't wore it. I mean, that was in 2012 when I bought it, and I wore it like twice. So I haven't worn these things for like four years. Um, yeah, but... I think I put, I locked up the overalls in 2006 ish. I had a good so run. A good run. I I'm uh, kind of into clothing. This is a weird <laughs> thing for me to say. He is. It's weird. <laughs> But uh, I even told him that when he, when he he was like he brought two pairs of shoes. He brought like a pair of shoes to like wear to a concert. And I'm like, you don't seem like the kind of guy that cares about what his clothes look like, but he actually is. Which is the greatest insult that you could have given me. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the time, 
I mean, I'm wearing the same thing and it's just like jeans and sneakers and a t-shirt and a baseball hat. But like, if you have to dress up for an occasion, you might as well do it right. And part of the thing you guys are talking about with the overalls is it depends how you feel in the clothes. There's no age limit. Like there are like teenagers that wear suits that can pull it off. And then there's adults who wear suits who look like schmucks. So it's about you and how you feel in the clothes. And Lisa, your look is fucking perfect. You look cool as shit. Like I don't like when I walked into the uh, to that restaurant where we met. I was like, she looks cooler than me. Like I don't like I don't belong at this table. (laughs) You look like the way you dress, and I I mean this in a good way. And sorry, I'm cutting you off, Rafi. But it makes you approachable, and in that it's like, hey, I'm like, yeah, I'm an adult person. And I'm a mother and stuff, but I'm still fucking cool. And you can kick it with me and have a beer. That's how your clothes make me That's feel. That's awesome. I love that. Yay. You got the tattoos. You got it going on. You're, you're... <laughs> All right. right. All right. Overalls. Uh, Do you hear that? I'm coming back for you. <laughs> <laughs> you can wear whatever you want. And Megan, your look works for you. And when we met that day, the day, the first day that I landed and we went to have lunch at your job by your job, you looked great. Ooh, what I have. Uh, you were wearing like a hoodie and a t-shirt. Sounds about right. And I've never seen Leanne, I don't think. so. I've never I seen can't... Leanne either. Look on her Facebook That's page. That's on purpose. What? You'll see her wedding I picture. I didn't do that. You'll see her wedding I'm picture. I'm taking it down. <laughs> I'm going on it right now. Actually, when, you're, no. when, your little baby, when your little baby died, you posted a picture of you walking him. Amigo, oh, right? My, oh, yeah. My I remember that. Yes. Yep. Right, right. Well, Stock- so let's talk about... So we could all pull off overalls. <laughs> Rafi, are you in? Oh, no. I see you, Leanne. I see you. If I if I were to wear awesome. overalls, it would Spooky. be because I'm painting a house or like <laughs> rebuilding a transmission. <laughs> he does not seem like an overalls type of guy. No, no, no they're not for me unless you're like really getting dirty. The best thing about being blind is I never have to build people up about how they look. I don't have to say anything. Yeah, no one expects like never a, my responsibility. No one's yep. gonna ask you if their butt looks big in those right. jeans. Right, you're like you look great. I never have to... right <laughs> freedom. Never in that position, I love it. Yep. Did any of you guys take recorder class in school? Yes. Oh, yes. for sure. <laughs> yes, third third grade. Yes, Rafi, what grade? Yep. I, I actually don't know. My friend was asking me when I learned about baseball yesterday, and I'm like, the fuck do I know? I was like, five. I don't know. So probably around like five-ish. <laughs> Megan, what about you? Five. Not yeah, five. I was, I was probably – I That's honestly so think it was like a – I think it was a junior high thing. Like really? we had to have more oh, of really? a yeah, – See, it, that's it was, the same the as – The recorder was cool. The recorder was cool for us. Like it wasn't a nerdy thing. Cool no. It's, yeah. Did well we were all excited to do it. We were definitely excited, and just like they were talking about today, they all were like, oh, it's a real instrument. It's not just something made for kids to play around with. Mm. Um, Yeah, I remember taking it, I think, probably third grade. I know it was elementary school, but my kids took it for third grade, and they go to a private school. So, But this year, they changed it. Uh, for the fourth graders, they're learning ukulele. I'm like, I'm so jealous. Whoa. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that is 10 times cooler than the recorder. Yeah. But the recorder for well, sure. I went to her. I went to both of the kids. They have the little play or the recital or whatever. And it is the worst songs. <laughs> it's like hot, yes. hot cross buns. And- <gasps> yes, that's all I remember. <laughs> really? Yeah, I remember hot cross Chocolate buns. cinnamon pe- peppermint sticks. That's the other one that I remember. 
Nothing cool like they were talking about today. I know. It is funny. Did... Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I did no. love that story about how Allison was like pleasing Mr. Wilson <laughs> with her yes. rendition. I forget which, which song she played, but I'm, I'm like, I can totally see her like being enthusiastic about that and being like, I'm going to show him what I got. <laughs> but trying to hide it. <laughs> I love that. I just had like a, a vision of playing and having, there was like a lot of spit involved. Did you guys have that or is that just me? <laughs> You know, that was a thing. You had to clean it out. Oh, I remember like, that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And wasn't there some cleaner you put in there or something? It was smelly. Yeah, there was like yes. a sponge stick, and it would smell of your spit. Oh. I say play it. Don't spray it, guys. I don't remember that part. <laughs> I never cleaned my kids, so, hey, they're on, they're on their own with their hot cross buns. Yeah, it was funny. They started talking about the Zanfir's pan flute, which is <laughs> just every single oh. time they're like, oh, yeah, Al has that or plays that or he can do that <laughs> uh, do any of you guys know the term renaissance man and if so do you think al is one yes and yes yes yeah total yep. renaissance man yep, definitely but the more we talk also about colonel jeff it seems like he is too and every time they say something oh yeah he has and they all have so much in common even though they came from some so many different places and different backgrounds but they talked about having a Netflix series based on Colonel Jeff. I would right. sit oh, right yeah. and watch that. That would be great. <laughs> but also Al, too, which maybe in the beginning you wouldn't think that he had so many layers. He's just a nice, cool, calm, collected guy, but he's he does everything. Yeah. Yes. I feel and weird saying so... this, Leanne, because you're Mormon. But okay. if I'm going to be honest, like I love I thought, when I think about when I think about like a very religious person, I kind of and this is not fair of me, clearly. I'm like, oh, they're, like, sheltered. But, like, Mormons fucking go out there and go to different countries and do missions. And, like, Al yeah, has kind of opened my eyes that's, like, you know, this person, this is not a sheltered, like, person. He has seen a lot of the world and is really knowledgeable. And that just hey, broke down that stereotype. He, ac- he accidentally went into a strip club. So, hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's got that under his belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, a renaissance Although- when it comes to strip seriously clubs, pan foods i don't want to hear about what he's eaten in other countries ever again <laughs> they gross me out yeah that would all of those things would be stuff that my daughter would want to try Ugh. she wants to try everything Ugh. every gross thing every time we go to a new restaurant what's the weirdest thing they have i need to order it okay really but no. yeah oh. we have not gone and had armadillo anytime soon. no i don't know what's the weirdest thing you guys have eaten none of that stuff yeah, I'm very non-exotic. I mean, you talked about this on a, another episode, but um, I still want to hear what Leanne, what the weirdest thing you had. But Megan, you eat like crazy cheeses, like which to me is worse yeah, than not... like eating a strange meat. No, 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 <laughs> no, because you don't have to put like, like the thing with the armadillo is like I watch YouTube videos with armadillos and they're cute. Like right. I watched a, I watched a pig play in a kid pool. And it was, like, the happiest <laughs> I've ever been in my life. There's a difficulty with, like, eating exotic. Eating exotically most of the time means you eat an animal that, like, you've watched, a, like, a cute YouTube video of. And it's sad. But eating crazy cheeses hurts no one. It's just a cow, like, shatted out. And now, like, I'm just eating it. Yeah, I think animal secretions are more more tasty than the actual animal. As gross as that sounds. And it's less of a, it's less of a mind fuck. Like eating an armadillo, that would be eating oh. anything like that is, you know, isn't, uh, 
you know, we're, I could go on and like super psychological about like why we eat the things we eat and it's not weird, but yet eating an armadillo is because I read a book about it. Um, but yeah, that's a tough one. To, like, well, if you're eating it. an armadillo, you have to really want to eat that thing. It's not like it's an easy thing to eat. Right. So it's like, it sounds like it. <laughs> do you think that, well, uh, this is a question that no one should have the answer to, but do you think that there's like animals that are protected by like our dogs technic dogs are like protected by law like we can't just be like we yeah. want to eat a dog definitely here yeah <laughs> yeah so like our, yeah, our there's where's the line can you eat a monkey here is that no like- but i i you know i've heard of places <laughs> i'm curious about that i'm gonna have to google that later i've seen some videos well, and, but mostly i think in other like countries the idea of the idea of eating like a hamster or something oh yeah hamsters are cute I'm sure down south well, they, I don't... they eat a lot of things that maybe crawl across the road. <laughs> and bunnies. Ew. No. Leanne, what is the weirdest thing you've eaten, you think? I don't think of myself as a very picky eater, except if it's like exotic like uh, animals or something, I guess. I don't know what the strangest thing I've eaten. I don't think I've gotten too strange. Like you've had sushi or like any French food? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, I've had sushi. I like sushi. And lamb, although I feel bad about it. Yeah, Ruffy, I remember we talked a little bit about this. I, I think the weirdest thing I had was maybe alligator. and you Yeah, know, that's some, weirder than me. Some sushis and stuff like that. Alligator actually sounded very much like the capybara that they were talking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if I... Calamari is probably the weirdest thing that I've tried, but I don't even think that that's very weird. Um, oh. can, I, can I make a proclamation? Yes. Please. So, there, just because... There has been... I, I'm just going off my notes. Can I do that? Of course. Edit this out, Rafi. <laughs> Leave it in, baby. Um, just because we're talking about eating, I should mention that I've ate at Sir before. Mm-hmm. What? I've never watched, nor do I care to watch Vanderpump Rules. I'm sorry, Allison and Daniel especially. Um, but <laughs> I can't bring myself to get on the reality TV like... Me either. Again, I think... I actually feel very, very strongly about it, so I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, I have, like, an active dislike for reality TV and especially those kinds of shows that Vanderpump Rules is. But my mom is obsessed with uh, Vanderpump Rules, so when she came out to visit me, um, I took her to Sir, and she met Sheena and was very, very happy. And I'll say this. It's a cool restaurant. Like, I wasn't disappointed with the vibe it was kind of neat like there was a back patio that had uh, nice twinkly white lights and it was very i want to say romantic but i went with my mom so like it could have been romantic but it wasn't uh and the cocktails were good and the little lounge area was nice the food was fine it wasn't bad um but yeah i went to sir and it, and i'm like the only person in the allison space that like has went and i could not care less <laughs> Yeah, all but, those people well, on the show are such mouth-breathing, dimwit models. They're ugh. such idiots. Oh. I won't even check that show out for Allison. No way. Yeah, I have no... I, I can't My eyes that. glaze over when they talk about it, to be honest. Except it was very funny today because poor Daniel, he's both, he both um, is embarrassed and embraces that he loves that show. So, <laughs> um, on, I think on the last episode, Jenna mentioned that uh, they should go to Sir for her birthday. So I was just wondering if anyone in California 
who listens to the show is going to try to show up there on the night of Jenna's birthday. I would really like to try. And I, I think I mentioned on the last episode, it's kind of sad because she doesn't even like the show. And I was saying it, was, it would be like Allison going to to Stars Hollow for her birthday. But I, I feel like I want to try and, I mean, Megan, come on. Don't you think? Stock people? No. <laughs> no, when you go out to dinner, it just happens to be on the same night. <laughs> oh, that's, how we'll, that's how we'll explain it. Um. Yeah, you mentioned that Jenna doesn't even watch the show, but she's giving it a chance now. Al's watching it. Yeah. Daniel's watching it on his own. Slowly, this show is infecting the Thursday gang, and I hope it stops because I've never seen the show. <laughs> But I could not care less about this. I know. This. And they talk about it every Preach. single Thursday. And I feel like even you people that don't want to watch it are going to end up watching it because you love Allison so much. You're like, okay, I want to know what she's no. talking about. No, and then you'll I get can't. sucked into the black no. hole. And at <laughs> no, least no, if they're no, going to no, talk no. so much about this show, they got to play TV time. So I can, so it's uh, listenable. Yes. I want to hear TV time. <laughs> you know, I love them, but I'd love it if they stopped talking about it. <laughs> Although... It is funny how much it embarrasses Daniel, so. Uh, it is funny. And as she said, I'm going to have a little talking to you afterwards, I'm sure. But um... Oh, yeah. Well, my favorite my favorite line was when she said to, to Daniel, um, what'd she say? Oh, you might be to Vanderpump rules um, like I am yeah. to uh, the was... facts of life. And he's like, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Yeah, that's that's extreme. That's like him having a podcast about it because she would, you know. I bet you that's going to be her next project. That would be perfect for her. I hope it is. They talked about that on April Richardson's uh, Saved by the Bell podcast that she's like that she should do one about uh, yes, facts of life. That's right. Yes. She should because well, I don't think I'm there's not, one yet. I would like her and Ross Matthews to get together and do something because he's a big fan of facts of life too. That's one of his, his really? favorites. Yes, and I think that they – they kind of remind me – well, he's a little crazier, but remind me of each other sometimes. So uh, I think they should – there should be some sort of a quiz show for – a trivia show about yeah. it for them. That's weird. That didn't come to light on the episode he was on, I don't think. Unless I, I know. That was weird. But yeah. I listened to his podcast. So, <laughs> Speaking sorry. of chopped up uh, talking, Greg's message – I don't know what part was actually his message oh, and what sure. was drops. Does anybody else? I think I could tell. I think he put those drops in. Yeah, that was him. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cute then. I didn't know if they listened to well, it before and Colonel Joe's like, let's put all this crap in here. I liked how Jenna called him out on it and said it wasn't his best message. <laughs> I said, yeah, we sang on ours. <laughs> yeah. And she pumped hers up and she was right. Theirs was much more awesome than that one was. <laughs> you know, they were talking about the best friend thing, which... We talked about a little oh, bit about, no. and like the best friend, the broken necklace, which I was like, ah, because I, you know, I gave Megan one and I gave her one and I've given some others and I'm going to have to start giving them out to some of the other notable <laughs> people here. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, can we, can I talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. Cause I, I'm not sure if you ever brought that up on this podcast before that you got me a vet. Would, did you get everyone Valentine's and I'm not special? Yes. <laughs> Um, you did, didn't you? Just the patrollers. Okay. I still feel special. Did yeah, it... you should. But you said that, okay, so is it true that you gave me a half that Allison has the other half? Yes. 
Because <gasps> that dude, that's so awesome. I kept that yeah, one in, I my, love it. in that purse, and I was cleaning that purse out. And I'm like, okay, I need to buy more of these, but this one's going to Megan. So, oh, it, that's so it's sweet. the one that was connected to hers. That was so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to bring that up. So for Valentine's Day, um, I got a Valentine in the mail from Bobes, and it has it was a little Valentine's Day heart, and it had the other half of um, Allison's. Uh, best friend necklace that you gave to her when we saw her at at midnight almost like a year ago now. Yes, it was crazy. June. That's right. Yes. And my heart was ever so touched. So then when I heard so them sweet. talking about best friends necklaces, I'm like, I got Allison's necklace. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. That's that very sweet. Official. Yeah, I love it. I can't believe you gave that up. I would have never fucking done that if I were you. <laughs> You'd be crazy. Oh, thank you well, for your super, selflessness. Of course, you're super fan. I mean, yeah. come on. I'm but just, I'm just lowly fan. Just fan. Well, you host oh, no, the you're not lowly. I feel like you're. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna like, say you're tops. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. That was that was super special. But it brought out like a well, thank you, and you're welcome. Um, the topic of uh, Jenna, poor Jenna. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I her, was so mad at that woman. Telling her friend that you're my best friend and then her saying, you're not my best friend. <laughs> yeah. That's like something that would be written in a movie that yes. you yeah. could not imagine would be And the fact life. that she's I still friends with her, like, that's kind of, that's such a mean girl thing to say. I could picture that happening to me because I've had friends that are mean, that say those cutting things where you're like, oh, okay. But yeah. on the other side of it, I've had a lot of people that I meet and soon, like really soon in the relationship, they're like, you're my best friend. I'm like, don't you have like a whole lifelong like amount of people around you that you already have friends? Like, how am I your best friend? I've only been hanging out with you for a couple of months. Like, where are all these people? Why am I your best friend? I don't think you're yeah. my best friend for sure. But yeah. I wouldn't say it. But to you them. don't say it. No. Right. No. Yeah. I've That's gotten that I before. Think... And for the record, Rafi, I know I heard your podcast where you thought that I was one of your closest friends, and I am. So you're, I'm not talking about you. But I've had that happen <laughs> too, where like someone's like, "Oh, you're like my best friend," and I'm like, "Whoa, I don't even hardly care about you." <laughs> just like in a genuine, like close way. Like I've just had like shallow wow. conversations with this person, and I'm like, "Oof, yeah, wow." I, 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 I well, they're like, here? "Oh, come to my." But Rafi, you're like. We're super tight, so I'm not talking about you. I, I wrote that down for two reasons, and that's one. Because I feel, like I mentioned when I was on Allison's show, <laughs> I only met you about <laughs> eight months. <laughs> I only met you about eight and a half months ago, but I fucking love you, Megan. You're my goddamn oh, bestest friend Rafi. who isn't my best friend. Rafi and I are are a good duo. And I, I always think, I'm like, man... Like when I was giving you the "Hey, I love you" on 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 Allison's show when I was on, <laughs> I was just thinking. I was like, Megan's probably listening it. to this. Like, I think he's okay. No, not at all. I like... love the Rafsters, <laughs> and he got me. I don't want to get too. I feel sidetracking. Don't want to oh. do it. But um, there is a story that. I need to share, and it's not good. Please do. Um, oh, no. So that, uh, do you remember the poster from Bumbershoot that Allison was very excited about? Um, oh, yes. So she had, like, given it to me after the show, after Bumbershoot. And I went to yeah. have everyone sign it in, like, the green room area. So I had this big, this 
how big was this fucking poster? Well, we had pictures of it posted. Like, go look at our Twitter feeds and just sift through them back to last September and you'll find <laughs> the, the pictures of this fucking huge poster. It was epic. It was amazing. And everybody signed it on the Thursday gang, except for, of course, Greg. And I was like my most prized possession. We like stuffed it into my friends who I was staying with a good friend of mine from kindergarten. Like we go way back. I love this guy, which is important because he wouldn't be my friend anymore. Um, if that weren't the case, but I was going to say, do you still, (laughs) it honestly, it was difficult. Um, but we brought it back to his house and I was taking a train back and I'm like, you know what, man, I'm like, I'm not feeling a hundred percent great about this. Like, Trains are spacious, but I'm not sure if this is going to work out. Can you mail this to me, the big poster? And uh, and he's like, sure. Um, and I had about a month afterwards, like, I hadn't heard anything from him. So, like, I checked in and then, like, checked in again, like, sporadically. But, like, three months later, I'm like, dude, like, this is, like, one of my most prized possessions. Can you please send this to me? And apparently he was going through something. Like, I'm not going to. Well, nobody knows who he is, but, like, he was going through a hard time and, like, sending me my most precious belonging in the world wasn't a priority, which is, okay, whatever. I'm going to respect that. Because <laughs> um, I did know, like, when I visited him, he was going through something as well. So I'm like, all right, we'll just, you know, push the brakes on on this one. Um, and then I find out that my friend had moved out of that house and that he left the poster behind. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, can you... I still had hope because I'm like, it's still in the fucking house. Like, it's huge. Who can miss it? It was in his kitchen. I know exactly where I left it. Uh, Not only did he move out, but the house was sold. So his landlord sold the house with the poster in it. And I had him ask the landlord if he could go back to the house and look for the poster. And he did. And it wasn't there. So I don't know who has this. It might be, like, in a dumpster, which would be heartbreaking. I hope that, like, she gets a TV deal and, like, the person who owns this house now is like, whoa, we have a thing that's, like, owned by this, like, famous TV show person. Um, that's how I, like, like to play it out in my head. But I don't know where the poster is, but my friend can't get it back and I don't have it anymore. So, yeah, I guess, Rafi, you talked about this. Uh but he got me a little poster signed to like make up for it, and the Thursday gang signed it for me. I should post it on Twitter. I, yes. did, I posted it. Yes, you uh, should. I'll do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, forget what, I forget what we were. Yeah, I forget what we were talking about. That was just a side topic. Yeah, oh, but we're close, and I love you, Rafi, and thanks for loving me. Uh, back to the best friends thing. So <laughs> I was hanging out with my friend yesterday, and um, it was late night. So I was uh, listening to the episode while he was playing a video game. And um, and it got to the part about the best friends. And I was like, hey, they're talking about best friends. So do you think you can have more than one best friend or not? And then he said that, no, like your best friend is your best friend. So I was like, so who is your best friend? Knowing what the answer was uh-huh. going to be. He's like, well, I guess it's you. And I was like, yeah, you said it. But he's like, well, who's your best friend? And I was like, yeah, it's you. <laughs> Oh, no. Sorry, Did Megan. you give him a necklace? No. <sighs> that's uh, okay. That's, I think I think per city is my new thing because I have like honestly, I I still consider Jake like like I said, the the guy who who like left this poster behind, 
he's been my friend since kindergarten. We've gone through fucking everything together. And I talk to him like once a year, but I like I love him so much. I would do absolutely anything for him. And and I have friends like that who I haven't seen in a long time. But like geographically, we've been apart for so long that that's just kind of how it is. But like I, I have an L.A. best friend and I have a Rafi best friend. Yeah. So I, I would like I used to be super exclusive about this when I was younger. But like as you get older, it's like you've met so many people. You you have like college friends and like yes. your high school friends still mean a lot to you. And then you start fan casts and have <laughs> fan cast best friends. <laughs> so it's like you can't like well, there's there's friends that like I don't know who fills like all of the parts of you that are like, you know, you guys are really special in that like we share something that's like super not relatable to like m- most people. And it's and you can get super close with somebody if it's like a big thing in your life. Um, but yeah, best friends when you're younger, well, I feel like that's something that, that I felt was exclusive. But adults, I don't know how you can pull that off. Well, that's why I always phrase it one of my best friends. Yeah. So I don't like. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a catch all. That's yeah. yeah. So I, you guys don't agree that there is a best friend and then there are best friends. I think there's it depends on the person because you can have one person that you tell everything to. I don't really have that one person. I can tell a lot of people a lot of things and. But I think it's just on a person by person basis, really, because some people just have that one person that they feel like they're is their their match, you know, as far as a friend. And then they can have others that are kind of a little less, but still good friends. But I don't know. I, I, I think I have a group of, of best friends. And then, well, then see, I have one friend that I've had for a really, really long time that I always consider my best friend. But it's it's hard. I don't know. It is hard. It depends what you make out of the friendship. Like I have, I feel like I have like, uh, with my best friend in LA, I feel like we have like a brother sister, like relationship. Um, that's like, you can be there for them. And like you, I don't know. I'm, I'm like sitting here explaining what friendship is. This is stupid. (laughs) Um, but I have a question for the, the married people. Do you consider your husbands, your best friends? I do. I would say yes. <laughs> I'm on the spot, aren't I? Um, <laughs> well, that's. I guess you probably should. <laughs> Sounds like a okay, no. Okay, well, well <laughs> um, <laughs> Mr. Bobes, don't listen to this. Rafi, yeah, edit it out. Yeah. Lil Rafi, sorry. <laughs> I. You know what? Actually, that's a good question because can I tell him everything? I guess I could. No, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's a different just, kind of thing. I don't know. I. Feel I like- the hus- like that is a role that I feel like you hear a lot like oh this person is my best friend like my brother talks about his wife like you know he married his best friend but I I feel like when you're talking about best friends like that person's just sort of a given in that category right like you don't necessarily well, say like oh yeah this is my like because he's your husband you're gonna be like this is my best friend and husband it's like husband <laughs> just sort of takes well, care of everything. but I think some Am relationships I- could have it I've seen it where you can tell that they're best friends and then there's some where you can tell their husband and wife and they love each other but they're gonna tell their best friend something that's different or you know different things well they would tell their husband but Leanne I think you sound like defense- you have one of the the actual ones well yeah in my defense um, if that's the, that's not the right word, but <laughs> we were best friends. We were best friends before we even started dating. So, oh, you know, really? it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, like a lot, a, you know, a year and a half before we even started dating in college. 
So I actually asked him out. So, and he's like, uh, yeah, I, he's like, well, I said, you know, very awkwardly, do you think, you know, we could try to date or something? And he's like, yeah, I've been wanting to do that for a while, but you shut me down three times. And I, I had what? no idea that I had done that until he told me the examples. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see why you might've thought <laughs> that those were shutdowns. <laughs> so how did for you me, shut it's him down? Natural. Were, well, were they, were they direct? Those are three different stuff. No, not in my, I didn't know I was shutting him down. One was saying, I'm not ever going to date, you know, someone who's not a Mormon. And then another one was, mm. you know, is there all that he asked me? And those are answers to those questions. So they mm. weren't like direct shutdowns. Gotcha. One was, I didn't think best. I didn't think friends should date. It was another question he asked me once and it was like, no. So, and I don't remember what the third one was, but there was a, apparently okay. another one. So what do you guys think about the new segment on the Thursday show? Do you think it's going to be a weekly thing? I'm super excited about oh, it. Oh, the questions? Yes. The questions you... That, of course, well, I missed I... when she sent out that tweet. I'm like, of course. No. <laughs> I saw it, but I, whenever I see... Like you said before, Lisa, whenever yes. I see it, then I suddenly can't think of a question. <laughs> yes. But if it's going to be weekly, now I'm going to have to start writing them down like JMO's. Like, I need to remember... I know. ...what it is. Because... And I thought when she sent out the tweet, and I saw it like two hours later... I thought, oh, it's for, like, you pick a person and you ask that question, but it was just kind of a blanket question. So that, that makes more sense. So, um, general. Yeah. Yes, more general. So I'm going to start thinking, just in case it happens again next week. <laughs> I really am yeah, psyched that... about her getting more fan interaction into her show because JMO, like, JMOs have been a constant one. But, like, Rafi coming on was so cool. Yes. And, that was awesome. Uh, and I, that was it awesome. just reminded me of, like, back in the days when fans were more involved besides like just the JMO segment. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have to think. And of, it's fun that she has a mailbox now. Yes. Oh yeah. She can get shit from people. Yeah. And now uh, you could have just mailed her. her and I, and I was tweet, I was texting with Rafi cause I had an idea of something to give them all as a group. And I thought, Oh, I don't even know if I have their address, but now she has a, uh, not a PO box, but it's a UPS store. And I'll give the, no. uh, I'll give the address out. It's 8391 Beverly Boulevard, Suite 179, Los Angeles, California, 90048. Expect that mailbox to be full. Yeah, that's going to be cool. She's going to be getting a bunch of stuff in from fans. I think that'll um, add that fan Intimacy. integration, the fan <laughs> integration back into the show that, yes, I, yes. that I miss. The really quick thing I want to say is I think – I'm sure Jeff will do this, but the next best drop, the next new drop, is Al saying, oh, uh, poor little Dano. That <laughs> oh, that was a good drop. one. It's good. That was awesome. So yeah. I hope I hope nobody spoke right after it so it can be a drop. <laughs> there, was okay, another one too. there was another one, too, that Jenna said, but it sounded too – I was like, oh, that's a dirty drop. So it probably won't be made into one, but I forgot what it was. I'll have to listen back, but – well. He's he's pretty respectful, actually. Interestingly, about um, not doing that to Jenna or Al. That's true, and that's why I thought, you know what, it's not going to be a drop because yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I had this thought today at work. Um, He's great at picking out drops, but we never get to get drops of him because he doesn't. He's like he's not going to be like, oh, let's make that a drop. I've had that. I'm going to start cutting him up. 
I've had that thought too because yeah. he'll be talking. And I'll say, "Oh, that's going to be a drop," and then I'm like, "Wait a second, it's never going to be because he's t- he's saying that's it." <laughs> so, uh, Rafi, did you go to your prom? So this is the first time I'm mentioning it here, but I dropped Ooh. out of high school after about half a year, so I oh. did not go to prom. <laughs> I didn't go to high school really. Oh. Oh. Do you know who you're like, Tignataro? You're in good company. Yes. Oh. oh. And I loved it. <laughs> and I was forced to be homeschooled for uh, two years of high school and then loved my last two years in public high school. So that's my experience. Did you go to prom, though? No. Nope, nope. My mother wouldn't have let me even if my I wasn't asked because, you know, I wasn't a lovable loser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just a loser. But my uh, mother wouldn't have let us let me anyway. She's strict yeah jenna was talking about dating at 16 i thought ooh. well the only That's mormon kind of the mormon suggestion is it well see all the all the mormons that i knew and luckily i know you now and now that i hear jenna now <laughs> it makes it a little less it, a lot less scary or you know if you don't know you just know what you see and right when i grew up the only mormons i knew were pregnant at 15 <laughs> Holy and cow. yeah and they were like the biggest sluts in in the city um, typical Mormon, <laughs> right? And then I'm kidding, course, Leanne. Those... I'm kidding. I, <laughs> then... I was I was gonna say, oh yeah, that's what that's what we do. You know? you're so un- in my you're mind, I was like, so they're held back so much that they just go hog wild or something. But that that's like a very it was like a handful of people. But that was all that I knew. It was like okay, so they go wild when they turn 15, I guess, and they have a bunch of kids before they're 20. <laughs> wow. Well, they, they still do have a bunch of kids before they're 20, but they just do it between 18 and 20. Okay, that's better. That's <laughs> Not really. I, I that was a Mormon joke. <laughs> did you go to prom? Oh, yeah. Did you go oh, to right, prom? Right, right. And um, Lisa, you got kicked out of high school, but did you go to prom? I did not. I, <laughs> I got kicked out in junior year, and then I went to the school that I graduated from continuation school did not have proms or dances or anything frilly like that. Okay. You didn't sneak in like Jeff. No. And and that would have been up my alley more doing something like that. That was so not on my radar. The people that went to prom were not the people I was friends with. And, and by the way, buying a ticket would have been out of the question because my mom didn't give us money for shit. So yeah, it's expensive to go to prom. There's no way. So I did go to prom. It was with a boyfriend that I had at the time. Um, and I went with a big group of friends and my boyfriend, but it was like underwhelming. I don't like wearing dresses and I thought, so like, I always felt like uncomfortable. Um, and then I spread my, similar to our friend Wendy, uh, my lesbian wings and was like, okay, never again. (laughs) Um, but I was snowball queen, which was pretty fucking cool. Not gonna, I mean, Rafi's been (laughs) showboating this whole time about, being in, <laughs> on the Allison show, so I can say, "Hey, but I was you snowball were... queen, bitches." <laughs> snowball queen. Yeah, you were do you... that under your hat. <laughs> do you have pictures of the snowball queen and of your prom dress? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, Please, so we're gonna see those. For the love of God, oh, post well, those or send them to it. me. Okay. And he'll post them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I make Along sure. with your documentary. Yeah, I was just telling my my oh. Update since I was last on. I have a girlfriend. I don't think I had a girlfriend last time. You I was, did. I was dating Victoria, but we were never girlfriends. Mm. Oh, okay. Because I thought I saw something 
on Facebook, and I was like, this seems like a different name than the one that was on the podcast. Yeah, so I'm dating a girl yes. named Amanda now, and she, um, I was just talking with her on Monday when uh, we hung out. She likes wearing dresses and stuff, and I can't stand it, and I'm very, very, like, not comfortable in dresses, so it was always, like, torment when I had to do, like, prom and all that shit. Um, but I did have two things that haven't been mentioned yet, if I can mention them quickly. <clears throat> Horror movies are my second favorite genre, documentaries, of course, being number one, and here is why. Because... A good horror movie is a good horror movie, but a bad horror movie is a comedy, and it's a good comedy. So it's like, <laughs> even, there's no other genre where, like, if you do comedy bad, it's actually not good. And if you do drama bad, it's actually not good. But if you do, like, it's like win-win. If you do a good point. horror bad, it's good, not in the way that they hope it is, but, like, I laugh. I think that bad horror is so funny, and... I, like, have very little patience for something I'm not into. So, like, if I'm ten minutes into a show and I'm not in, I'm like, fuck it, and I turn it off. But, like, I will stick out a bad horror movie just because of how funny I think it is. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a really good point. That's I like, that's, I like that. I, I feel the same way that Colonel Jeff does. Like, I we have the same taste. Every time he talks, I'm like, yep, me too. That's per- I, we could be friends. <laughs> we could be hanging out and watching the same movies because... He likes all the same stuff, and I don't like the gore. Like, but like you said, it does turn into a funny, silly thing. But the gore is so cheap and yeah, hacky, yeah. You know, it's like uh, I like the psychological thrillers more, and I'm the, the stuff that way. twists your brain around and and you can't get it out of your head. But yeah, I, that's my second favorite. Also, horror movies. Yeah, gore horror. I'm not into but like I love the Scream series I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion but like at the time I really liked them and they were considered like kind of revolutionary like at the time I don't really know why because that you just didn't see those kinds of movies very often um and then that just became a big thing and it's like overdone now and not like no one's impressed by it is that true am I saying something that's true I should ask B-Slam in this like I feel like Scream like the whole like we're inside your house thing was like something that scream brought about that wasn't a thing before is that true that that came from a movie a really old movie the i'm calling you from inside the house thing but but that whole that whole genre definitely was i think that movie definitely changed things i feel like it's the right decision but i'm really really going to miss the whole dog song especially poop on your bed that's Me the, too. That is the only part I like. Because <laughs> it is too long. Like, they made the right decision yes. by cutting it. But I always looked forward to, like, the glee in Allison's voice when she's like, with poop on your butt. <laughs> and I would get that song yes. stuck in my head more than, oh, fruit, the fruit song is up there. But more than any other ARIYNBF song, the dog song is, like, the one wow. that is stuck in my head the most. And I'm going to miss it. So rest in peace, whole dog song, but good production decision. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe Trap Dog needs to make a concise one with the poop on the butt. Right. Yeah. I think he can put. Well, I'm gonna have to admit, I sing the dog song to my cat, but <laughs> say cat. Include, but I do include the poop on your butt part to my cat, even though he would never do that. But you know, um, I'm gonna miss that part. Allison's kind of off key. Poop on your butt. You know. 
sing along. Should we create a hashtag? Rest in like R I P P O Y B. Rest in peace. <laughs> poop on your butt. R I P Poib. I like this. I like this. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter. Uh, someone mentioned that they 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 uh, they missed the poop on your butt. So she. She was asking the fans from the uh, Allison Rosen is your new best friend account if you prefer the new one or the old one. And someone, I think it was Ray Morgan, actually commented that maybe they can do one that still has poop on your butt, but yes. is more concise. Shorter. So yeah. go to her uh, to to Twitter on that account and comment on it so she knows. Okay. Shout out to the fan if you're listening. I hope you do. You should tell us who you are. Who was at the shelter? <laughs> For her friend. Oh, yeah. That was fucking awesome. Oh, that's awesome. She is yeah. doing the Lord's work exactly as she Good job, Allison. Yeah. Speaking of videos, uh, Jenna and Al need to stop teasing us about all these videos and then not posting them for us mm-hmm. to all yeah, see. Yeah, the Because the I went to see all of them. <laughs> yeah. It's called the Pan Boy, I think. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he posted it privately on YouTube. They just have to go to the YouTube page and yes. unclick private. Come on now. And do public, and we would have yeah. so yeah. much joy. And the I am a cat video, uh, the pink cat thing, he said he saw it, so that means it exists. So yeah. we need to see it. She just Fruit posted a stuff. picture today on Instagram of her in the crazy cat outfit. What? Um, no video yet, but, but I, it's cute. I need a video. Pictures from, her, chi- from her childhood? Yeah, it's uh, her for Throwback yeah. Thursday. She put a picture of her. And it, it's weird. It, somebody nice. said it looks like she's dressed in a quilt, which it does look like a weird blanket of some sort. And then she just right. has, like, whiskers. <laughs> that is amazing. Silly. Yeah. This is quite a... I want to hear little Jenna sing. I know. Anyway, shall we talk about some JMOs or what? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Sure, it's making mine. <laughs> the way you said or what? <laughs> or, said what? or what? <laughs> or what? Or <laughs> what? How about Leanne? You go first. <laughs> okay, mine's just thinking about my JMO is making me hungry. Um, this one is from I think they said Megan Clem, but I'm not. Sh- I missed the last name. But it basically, it said when I estimate how much um pasta to cook, my eyes are bigger than my stomach, and um. That, yes, absolutely. I do the same thing. I mean, it doesn't help that it expands, but I'm always like, well, if I make too much, I'll just have leftovers. But then I've never really heard of having a small plate of pasta. It always has to be a big plate or a big bowl, in my opinion. So, and then um, I did like what they had to say about angel hair pasta because I feel the same way. I don't like always think about having it, but when I do, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like, I really like this. I agree. I think True. angel hair pasta is uh, underrated. <laughs> you don't never get it. You yeah, never see yeah. it, and I love it. I'm not I, a big pasta fan, but you're right. Pasta needs to come like in big amounts. My husband can eat pasta for every single meal, so I make it. I often. would, but when you make too much, you have leftovers. He loves leftover pasta more than probably Me too. fresh pasta. Me so too. extra pasta, too much pasta is never. There's never too much in this house. I agree because I like it better the next day a lot of the time too except i have to stop myself from eating all of it so there will be leftovers <laughs> that's how he is i'm more of a rice yeah. person i'm not a pasta person that's but. bill yeah bill will eat pasta but he's not like that's not his favorite like it's one of my favorite foods but it's not his yeah i would eat a lot more pasta if it wasn't a thousand percent carbs and yeah and that's not the problem 
yeah, it doesn't work out on my my waistline, but I fucking love it. And angel hair is very good. My favorite pasta is the little uh, spiralies. Mm, those are good. Oh, I like those too. Yeah, because you can get so much like sauce and like Parmesan cheese stuck mm, in all yes. the ripples. It's just like a big like thing. it's like a log. Uh, it's like a log yeah. of like cheese and spaghetti sauce goodness. Yeah. I totally agree. And that's pasta. the one pasta my husband does not like. It's a spirally kind. I'm like, how what? do you not like this kind? Wow. But he'll eat cold mac and cheese, like, just it's all, like, one clump the next day. But spirally pasta, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, really? Huh. He has questionable tastes. Yeah, he's married to me. <laughs> not in women, but oh, okay. in everything else. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Save myself there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's good. Good one. Just in time. <laughs> Uh, Megan, what's yours? Uh, at Zanera Park said that she thinks that phone numbers are classier. <laughs> I haven't had a JMO red for a while, so I I have to do this. Are you one. happy? Um, I really was because I have I felt like I've sent like three good ones. This was a I'm talking like March of last year or something. Like I haven't been on top of my JMOs lately, but um, I feel like the ones that I sent that I thought were really really good haven't been read. And then one that I sent that I was just kind of mad about ended up being read. So I was happy that I actually thought this was a good one because I've been uh, revising like my resume and like making some contracts and things like that where I put my phone number and I started doing it like with the dashes. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put the periods in. I think it looks nice. I've never seen that or heard of that. And first of all, I didn't know. Periods? Well, in the the phone number. And after I was visualizing that, I thought that's way better. It is way classier. I like that. I've never seen it or heard of or ever done it. Get out of town. Are you serious? Totes. Whoa. What was the slash thing that Daniel was talking about? I never Yeah, that's adding stuff. I don't I do it like parentheses like Parenthesis three two three. I think he said he does. Yeah, but he um, said he used a forward instead. slash yeah. or backslash. Forward slash. Forward yeah. slash? Oh, or backslash. Which after is the area code layer of lazy, I guess. But I do the way Allison does, just a whole mashup of the numbers, which is totally lazy. Wow. So, I like periods. I don't do parentheses anymore around the area code. That's so old. I have yes. done dashes yeah. in between them. I like it's unnecessary. That. I do that or periods. Raffi, how do you stand on periods? <laughs> when when uh leanne said i like i love periods too or i like periods too i was like man if you guys weren't talking i could have <laughs> that Drops. Um, Drops. Yep. um what i was gonna say when i saw you tweet this megan is that the the periods look good but if you text a number to someone or mm-hmm. put it in your notes mm-hmm. the iphone does not recognize it as a phone number unless it has the hyphens therefore the periods oh. are useless but if it's on your like on a resume or something, that'd be fine because they're not trying to tap your resume to call you. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Well, this right. is—I feel like that was an Alan Moss tip right there that um, Rafi just gave us. Yeah, that's a good one. Speaking of JMOs that um, n- were never read, I don't think she ever read mine. That I particularly want to know if other people feel this way, but you guys aren't going to be the good people to ask. But I'm always jealous of people jealous of people who are in um, like at nighttime. I'm jealous of people who are, are are in earlier time zones than me. I'm like, oh, it's only eight o'clock in California and it's eleven here. Darn it! Oh, but you guys okay. can relate. Because, I get that. Yeah. I would like, say I, I agree with that. Bed. Oh, good. Because like sometimes, um, 
Um, I'm thinking of like also the other way, like um, if something airs like at 8 p.m. Eastern and I have to wait till 8 p.m. Mountain Time, I'm like, mm. ugh, they're already watching it. <laughs> like this oh, is lame. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's relatable. A different thing that you guys have. Yeah, but I, you never read it. But that's I okay. was in the <laughs> I was in the Midwest, like well, I was in Wisconsin, and I remember having that thought about like people in California, like, oh, they're still out on the beach, and I'm in this <laughs> right. stupid house. With we'll be on the beach. I have to go to bed. Yeah. Um, can I rescue a JMO of mine that I thought was good that never got picked? Um, so sorry, Raf, and oddly enough, relates to periods as well. Um, <laughs> I get slightly confused with how the labeling, and this has been a good one for Allison, man. Okay, so you know how tampons are labeled like S uh, and R and L? Yes. For um, right. light, light, super, and regular. I get confused when I pick up a small one because like S also stands for like small most right. of the time. And so I'm like, oh, small, like a small tampon <laughs> like it should be it small, actually, medium, but it and actually large. means right. super so it's like it, it takes me a second you know i've been having my period for quite a while now and yet i'm still like oh s is actually super and like and like they they mean the opposite so like you can't confuse those two i mean you could but you don't want to you definitely don't Not want a good to idea. you don't really yeah you gotta say you gotta save your supers for when you need them they're like uh they're like diamonds or something so, but, anyways, um, I was gonna say about your guys' JMOs. So recently, um, you guys, I'm probably gonna end this out, but uh, I, I was criticizing um, Allison's choice of JMOs recently, and I, I heard that. I and now oh, I think you, of you every time. What did you think of my opinion? I, well, every time I think of a JMO, now I'm like, that would not be Rafi approved, I know, so I'm not too. gonna send it. Oh. <laughs> I, no, I don't want that to be what you guys think. I think I no, was really. No, it's a good barometer. I it's think a good I was. Barometer. It keeps me no, lying. no, no. <laughs> I, I think I was just really upset about that guy who was complaining about. Oh, I don't like that they changed the order. But I, I decided, I'm not one to criticize if I don't send in JMOs. So I rescued my own JMO from a year ago and resent it to her. <laughs> And she favorited it again. So hopefully this time it gets red. But I was going to say you guys should rescue your own JMOs and resend them. Because she might have... It might have been like when she switched her order of picking them. Or maybe she just forgot. Yeah. And I resent ones that I sent to the old group that didn't get favored. Where I'm like, this is a decent one to talk about. Yeah. So I've resent it and it's gotten favored. Well, but <laughs> I'm always afraid she's gonna be. She doesn't read mine because she hates it. Yeah, I've had that <laughs> where I've sent it in twice. I'm like, God, it message received no favorites. God, yeah. it's horrible. <laughs> that that's my thing. Is like I I did want to retweet it, and God knows this was from like March of last year. This tampon one. So I'm sure she wouldn't be like, ugh, this one again. Like cut it. Like stop pressuring me. That's a. <laughs> But, that's but like one. that's how I that. feel like she's gonna feel, so I don't, so I don't do it. But I probably should. And one thing that I think we should take in consideration too, which I don't sometimes, because I do think I tweet good ones that either get favorited and don't get read, or that don't get favorited. Is that a, actually a shit ton of people fucking send in JMOs? And yeah, it's probably true. not the easiest thing to keep up with if you're like a one man show and that like, she's the only one that's going through and picking these. Yeah. And we right. get down on her for like, Oh, it's repeat ones or, 
Um, we do it with love, though, right? Yes, love. we do. Because yeah, yeah. I feel like being su- super ultra top fans that we can say those things because we've been there since the beginning and we remember. But the new fans, it's a new thing. And then, and also it's right. a different group of people and there's, you know, it, it, as long as it makes the conversation something interesting, that's all that, that really matters. Yeah. It sparks am, conversation. I, I am with Rafi as far as don't send in a JMO. And I say this with love. Right. Um, don't send in a JMO that criticizes the show. Okay. Right. <laughs> don't yeah. Do, those even if you don't mean it. Yeah. Even if you don't mean it to seem a criticism, because that one I think was probably sent not in a nasty way. And believe me, I'll, I'm the first to get def- – or second after Megan to get defensive of Allison. Girl. But I don't think that one was meant <laughs> – I don't think that one was meant to be, um, you know, mean. But that's not really a JMO, I agree. Yeah. But I don't mind if they're not – as long as they spark a good conversation. It's hard, though, when you hear one and they just like, eh, we don't get that. Bye. Right. But I guess that's just you. So I guess it works. <laughs> it used to seem like it, it was kind of like that where it was just like, no, I don't do that. Okay, next. No, I don't do that. Okay. But it seems like yeah. they're kind of, even if they don't, they kind of expand on it more. Right. Now it seems And the like. guests sometimes have trouble with it, understanding the concept, which I don't understand what's so hard about the concept. Yeah. Even we, if she doesn't we, explain I it. I think it uh, spun Wheeler's wheels a little bit. Well, of course it did. Yeah, because they're already spinning <laughs> out of control. Yeah, exactly. There was one that was not a good JMO this week, and I can't remember what it was, and it was just like a statement. And I thought, well. Oh, was it the one that's like, oh, I cooked broccoli in my house, stunk, and I thought of you, just me or everyone? Yes. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right. I thought so too. Uh, I, um, yeah. I think those that's are, fair enough, though. Yeah. Those are just me or every that. fans, though, and right. yeah. that's that's where, my, where I'm like, oh, Ashley. That's a just <laughs> yeah. me or every fan. That's Ashley. not a just me or everyone. I do feel like that's valid. I'm okay with that one, personally. And Rose, believe like, me, obviously. I'm the first to get up in arms. But now that she <laughs> said that, it's not just going to be her, which is funny because now it actually will be something that happens. If I smell broccoli or cooking, I'm going to be like, oh, Allison. <laughs> oh, can I, can I put a, a, a really good, simple cauliflower recipe out there? Yes. It's got to be better than the one from last week. Good God. It's the only <laughs> way I make cauliflower, and it's so good and so delicious. Um, preheat your oven to 450, uh, get a, uh, not a baking sheet, but like what's like a casserole dish mm-hmm. and cut up some cauliflower, uh, get some minced garlic, like a jar of minced garlic and wrestle it around with the cauliflower. <laughs> Just put <laughs> uh, it in there and wrestle it. Okay. And then salt and pepper. Ex- yep. That's how we do it. And then, uh, like how we wrestle our pigs and stuff. That's. <laughs> yeah. we wrestle a lot of things it's a wisconsin thing you guys would understand but uh so yeah minced garlic salt pepper wrestle it around bake it for um seven minutes and then like uh stir it up and then bake it for an additional seven minutes and then get fresh parmesan cheese like the not like the crumbly stuff like the cheap stuff Get like spend the four dollars, get sh- like nice shaved Parmesan cheese or a brick of it, and shave it yourself, and uh, put it on top of the cauliflower and broil it, and there will be like this nice crispy layer of uh, Parmesan cheese on top of it. And it's I make it like twice a week. It's my favorite fucking thing to make because it's so goddamn tasty. And that sounds it is amazing. Really simple, and for. Good. 
for a cosmetic effect, uh, put some parsley on top of it because it makes it a little colorful. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'll wrap it up. Okay, well, you know what? This obviously was super, super fun. This is super extended edition of the Best Friends fan cast because, I mean, I've got some top, top guests here. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to the show. Support Allison's show, of course. Lisa. Yes. Lisa, did you know that uh, Rafi was at Allison Rosen's house? Oh, was <laughs> Rafi? Wait, you didn't tell yeah. me. Yeah. When did this happen? He can, can, tell he can about talk about it next time. Never mind. Yeah. Kid Rafi was at, at Allison's house? <laughs> or is it Little Rafi? Or is it Lil Rafi? Lil Rafi. Okay. L I L apostrophe. Got it. That's what mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't Hashtag like Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Same. We're going to have to start same. this outro again. I know. Yeah, you have to do it again. <laughs> All right. You can cut that Sorry, part. Sorry. I needed well, to do that. You can leave some of it in, actually. Uh, support Allison's show by going to her website, allisonrosen.com, and send her stuff. Send her snacks so they can try on the show. Send her gifts. Um, because who wouldn't love that? If you want to be part of this show, email us at bffancast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me on Twitter at jmos and bffs. Top, co- top commenter, Leanne, where can we find you? Uh, you can get find me at Leanne M. Ward on Twitter. And I don't have anything else. Well, I do, but. Follow, follow her. Twitter, she's, she's good on Twitter. You got to yeah. follow her. She's a top commenter. Check, right? Even though check I sound her, stupid. Check out her writing at. Oh, check out my web, my website. Thank you. Oh, my word. Um, that You know what no they problem. just did? Country, countryuniverse.net is the website, country website that I write for. But the staff there, they just bought me Dolly Parton tickets. No. Just as a thank you for. Oh. Yes, I'm very excited. That's they awesome. They just did it today. That's awesome. I know. Oh, I'm so, so jealous. When is it? Yeah, I'm very. When's the show, uh, Leanne? It's June 18th. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to hear That's my that. B-Day. I know. That's your I, B-Day. Oh, okay. Well, happy birthday to yeah, me. You oh, to you for me. <laughs> <laughs> happy for happy my happy my birthday to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank she's, you. She's a my birthday too. Uh, ultra fan Rafi, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at RMC Guitars on Twitter. And professional video person, cheesy super fan Megan, where can we find you? <laughs> you can cheesy. find me at Zanera Park. Send me cheese. I would. Oh. Dang it, I, I shouldn't give out my address, right? No, that'd be bad. No, you shouldn't. Then, no, no, no. Let me know. Okay. Not with all those weird stalkers um, out there, am I right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to let him in your house. It ends up <laughs> not, it's not cool. You, um, what else? Rafi was on the Thursday show a couple weeks ago. Uh, he hasn't really talked about it, so just want everybody to know. Um. That's about it. And Wendy's a lesbian. Congratulations, everybody. Wendy. And by everybody, I mean Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever her prospective girlfriend's going to be. Well, thank you. And, and if anybody wants to start a Twitter campaign, uh, hashtag RIP. Fuck. I don't know Yeah. And if you want to advocate for Wendy and Chloe to be lesbians, Right. Hello. Yeah, play date, lesbian Hello? play date. It's gonna happen. Uh, let Allison know, and and we should try to make that work. I think so. It's gonna happen. Well, thank you guys. 
Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Thanks for Bye. thanks for sticking around, Kitty.